When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the Contra Telegraph podcast, While We Sing Together. My name is Mantej Mann and I'm joined by my colleague Andy Turner. Hello Andy. Hi Mantej. So Andy, we'll start this week uh, by discussing the Scarborough's defeat to Cambridge United last week. How do you review the game? Well, it's sort of a similar pattern really uh, to the previous game and uh, quite a few games so far this season where it's almost been, you know, to use an old cliche, um, a game of two halves where... City, you know, they've taken time to get going in the first half, sort of disappointing um, first half, and then second half, sort of flying out the blocks and creating chances almost for fun. Um, I mean, they, they, they created a stack of chances against Carlisle in the previous game um, when um, Duncan's Nason um, got them back into, uh, uh, sorry, got, got them a goal um, virtually straight from the restart, and then. Um, again on Saturday, I mean, he got them uh, back on level terms against Cambridge United, and, and you know, to be honest, midway through the second half, I mean, um, shots on goal. I think they had 18 attempts uh, throughout the game, most of which were in the second half, um, and nine of those were on target. And um, again, denied by you know a matter of inches, really. Um, you know, keep pulling off fantastic saves, and uh, I think Jones hit the bar. Um, even Michael Dole was getting in the act, you know, from long range, um, and chances coming thick and fast. And at that point, midway through the second half, you know, you thought that City were going to go on to win. I mean, I, I said to somebody in the press box at the time um, about a Coventry City persuasion that um, you know I'd have taken a point there and then, um, given the sort of physicality of, uh, of Cambridge. Um, but uh, you know, we thought they were sort of going go on to win it, and. and got caught with a sucker punch at the other end you know um, uh, sadly City just couldn't cope with um, the sort of aerial bombardment really and the physicality of the front two um, uh, Iberi and um, Iqpiezu um, who were just sort of monsters of uh, centre forwards who, who just sort of um, dominated the box really which is a real shame So uh, they went down 1-0 with the Skybirds but they equalised through Duckington Nazon and he's been a real bright spark in recent weeks for City well, he has, but he's he's been, you know, I think I said after the game that you know he's in danger of um, becoming a, a source of frustration for for City fans because, you know, he, he seems to have got everything in his lock. You know, he's got he, he's strong, muscular, powerful, got a bit of pace. Um, he can certainly finish, um, but you know, in the last two games, certainly he's only sort of come to life in the second half, and it's almost like you know he starts the first half and. You know, it's just sort of going through the motions almost, um, and then needs a bit of a kick up the backside from the manager at half time, and comes out and looks like a world beater um, and a real threat. So, you know, I think we, we need a bit more consistency from um, from the Wolves lone player, um, and hopefully he'll get that. I mean, he's still only young; he's only twenty three, I think it is, um, and hopefully, you know, he, he'll um, he's still developing, and hopefully, he'll he'll add that to his game. But you know, if we can get you know, 90 minutes out of him rather than just, uh, you know, a, a 
45 minutes, then, then all well and good, and um, that will hold City in good stead. We understand uh, he's set to leave the Sky Blues uh, temporarily on international uh, duty later uh, next month, I believe. Um, uh, but we understand that Mark McNulty is, is nearing his return to first team action and, and could be a, an able replacement. Yeah, I mean, you know, th- I mean, potentially good news um, this morning. Um, the club um, uh, tweeted out and put some pictures from training from this morning. Um, the players sort of um, preparing for the weekend's visit of Exeter City, and um, and we can clearly see that there's Mark McNulty um, there in the training session. So. Uh, Mark's been out since uh, the Port Vale game when he limped off with a hamstring strain which um, the manager thought would keep him out between two and four weeks well it'll be two weeks on Saturday um, uh, that he sustained that injury so fingers crossed you know, hopefully he'll be back but I mean I did ask um, the manager after the Cambridge game if he um, was confident that McNulty would be back by the time that um, uh, Nazan went off on international duty with Haiti and he said yes that he was. So, um, so fingers crossed. Hopefully, he'll be um, he'll be back in this weekend and uh, and firing all cylinders again. Uh, great news for the Sky Blues to have Mark Minotti back. Obviously, Tony Andrea will be missing for the remainder of the season um, as he undergoes surgery, I believe, for his knee cruciate. Yeah, he, he did his cruciate knee uh, again against Port Bale, and um, uh, the manager sort of was hoping that he'd get his operation this week. Um, we don't know whether that has gone ahead yet or not, but um, uh, obviously it'd be the sooner the better because you know he's going to be a nine-month rehab. Um, so um, the sooner he gets it done, the sooner he can sort of start. Um, you know, let the operation settle down and um, uh, you know the, the ligament um, graft back onto his knee and all the rest of it. Um, that takes time. That's just sort of rest, I suppose, um, after the operation, and then he can start his rehab. But um, uh, with all, you know the exercise and all that sort of stuff, but um, you know um, clearly we're not going to see him until until next season, which is a real blow, um, as we discussed um, last week. But um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know he's taking the first steps to his recovery now. It's a massive blow, as as, as you said. Um, but you know, following his, his essential exit from the team, do you think Robbins has, has now established his strongest eleven? Do you think he's happy with what he's got um, in, in Andrea's absence, and, and do you think he's Content with his side and, and happy enough with them going forward in, in terms of them achieving the goal of promotion. Um, well, certainly, I think he's he's happy with what he's got for the for the time being, and um, you know, I think he sees it very much as a work in progress. And uh, he said after the the game against Cambridge, you know, after they created so many chances, he said that you know that they're actually they're so close to getting it right on uh, away from home. Um, you know, they've, they've done well at, at home. At the Rico Arena, bar um, the one sort of setback against Newport County um, in the league, um, but he, he feels that they're they are getting there, they are getting closer. Then certainly they're creating chances, and if they just start sticking a few chances away, I mean, uh, it was interesting. Liam Kelly sort of said, you know, that they they've only been scoring ones and twos in games, um, aside from the first opening game of the season when they put three past Notts County. But um, he thinks, you know, it's not going to be long before they're scoring three and four in the game. Um, so you know, um, wouldn't it be great if that came this weekend? I don't think it will, but <laughs> it'd be great if we did. Uh, and you say you've been impressed with uh, Peter Vincenti in recent weeks. I know he's, he's received quite a bit of criticism off, uh, off supporters, um, but he's got an endeavour and he's got a, a work ethic that I think suits City. Yeah, I mean, I think people, I think the jury's still out for City fans. Uh, some City fans certainly. Um, you know, he has taken a bit of a stick, but um, you know. 
he does what he does, and, and you know, he, he's a big physical presence, so he's a bit of an outlet. So, the, you know, they like to pump up a, a big diagonal ball for him to, to knock down. He can get in at the back post. He scored one goal, and we know that, you know, from previous season, he normally wades in with, you know, eight, nine, and I think 16 was his best haul about three, three or four seasons ago. Um, so he can get a goal, um, and. Um, you know, the thing that impresses me is his work rate, you know, because, you know, it's a tough job out wide there, and he gets up and down the pitch, um, always sliding in with a, with a tackle, he shields about ball well, protects it well, um, you know, and works really hard, so for that reason, you know, uh, I think he's uh, he's an asset in the team, um, and hopefully, you know, the supporters will, will stick with him, and um, and hopefully, you know, once he starts rattling in a few more goals, I'm sure he'll be uh, well on the way to being a bit of a favourite, but Talking about his chasing back, I mean, the one thing that impressed me about Jody Jones against um, Cambridge United was that, um, you know, first of all, I mean, his consistency, he's now um, being a, becoming a, a, a real threat in every game. <clears throat> and, uh, and again, was, um, I mean, they took their, the full back off. Um, Dunk, I think his name was, um, he came off at half time uh, because. Uh, Jones was, was giving him such a, a torrid time um, but even after the break even after they sort of switched things up they switched their centre back to left back and brought another centre half on um, but even then Jones was still getting um, uh, getting fantastic space and working into the box and, and getting deliveries from the right hand side um, but the one thing that really impressed me was uh, and I think that he's added to his game is his, um, his ability to work back and help defend uh, which he did when um, Chris Stokes was um, out muscled out pace, whatever you want to call it, on a counter attack, and um, and Jody Jones sort of um, nipped in and, and tidied up and, and, and got Stoke, helped Stokes out there. Um, so that was impressive, um, you know. So um, yeah, so long may that continue. Is Jody the key to promotion? Do you think? Obviously, if his, if his performances continue to flourish and he continues to do well for in a sky blue shirt. Rival clubs will take note and, uh, and may look to nab him in, in January. Is it, is it important that they keep hold of him and they build a team around him? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he, I think it's four goals, isn't it, so far this season? And you know, and he's providing assists as well. Um, and he is, um, you know, clearly um, their biggest attacking threat. And um, you know, once Mark McNulty um, starts banging the goals in as well, you know, I think. City will have a formidable, formidable attack. You know, I really do. Um, yes, of course, it's key that they keep him in January. Um, whether they will or not, I don't know. There was interest in him um, in the last transfer window, in the summer transfer window, uh, which didn't come to to anything. But um, you know, let's hope they can keep holding him because you know <clears throat> he's clearly um, been a big player in what they've achieved so far this season. Um, and um, and will be if they are um, to achieve the success that they want uh, this season with their promotion. Okay, looking ahead to uh, the weekend's game with Exeter, Exeter are, are league leaders at the minute, high flying. Um, they're unbeaten and have won seven of their eight games uh, so far in the league. Um, how do you see the, how do you see the game going at the Rico? Well, it's going to be a really difficult one. Um, I mean, the City have done okay at the Rico. Um, as I said before, sort of tended to play a little bit better in the second half, um, uh, having you know had, had a few dull first half. But it's going to be a real tough test. I mean, you know, they're, they're absolutely flying. I mean, Paul Tisdale has just got this momentum from last season. Um, where, interesting. I mean, I was looking at their 
they formed last season and they, they had a dreadful start to the season and then between November and February um, they went on this incredible unbeaten run where I think they scored uh, they um, won about 10 or 12 games or something like that and um, uh, and that sort of really sort of catapulted them um, into this sort of top half um, and they sneaked into the playoffs um, I think but you know the, the one thing the one stat that, that City fans can sort of take heart from was the fact that they lost actually 17 games, which is incredible, really, to think that you know they made the playoffs, and then once in the playoffs, they made the playoff final, which they lost out in. But you know the, the fact that they lost 17 games um, and still made the playoffs is sort of encouraging, really. So you know, um, even if City sort of you know lose a few games, a few more games, and you know it, 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 all is not lost, really. Um, yeah, but um, but they they've got this sort of momentum that they've carried on through. They haven't had a, a huge turnover of players. Um, I think um, Tisdale brought in two players uh, in the summer, and then they sold um, a player uh, in the transfer uh, window and sort of late on, on transfer deadline day, which gave them just over a million quid. And they went out and, and, and recruited three or four um, other players, a couple on loan from West Brom, but. Um, but they haven't even made a debut yet, I don't think. Or, they, or sorry, they haven't started a game yet. Um, and all four of those new recruits that came in late in the window uh, haven't started games because the existing team from last season um, is still doing um, doing the job. Um, and I think he's named in the last five games an unchanged side, which um, you know just shows they've got that level of consistency to their game. Um, you know they play four four two. They've got Ruben Reed, who's their top scorer, with seven. So far, he's partnered by Liam McAlinden, um, and um, and that they've got sort of developing a really nice for, um, partnership up top. Uh, McAlinden has only got one goal, but he's um, he's winning with five or six assists. So you know there's a really nice partnership there. Um, they're both sort of neither of them are a big target or anything like that, but they sort of both um, work really hard and closing down, pressing from the front, um, and it's four four two formation as I said with Lee Holmes and Jake Taylor providing the supply line from uh, from the wide areas and Taylor I think is particularly um, quite nippy and got a lot of pace likes to cut in and get the odd goal as well I think he's got a couple of goals um, so it's going to be really really difficult ask you know and you, you know you've got to think uh, I think it's Exeter's first ever trip to the Rico Arena um, you know big stadium and um, Paul Tisdale has sort of said you know it's, a, it's going to be a real Test of their focus and mentality this weekend, um, you know, as they sort of look to maintain this un- incredible unbeaten run. Um, you know, going to a club, you know, that um, you know has got the, the the history in the stadium, you know, that suggests that you know it's a you know, huge club. Um, and uh, you know, I know it isn't a huge club in real terms these days, but certainly in name and stature, you know, um, it's certainly perceived that way um, by the smaller cl- so-called smaller clubs. So, um, so yeah, it'd be interesting, and um, you know, uh, and it'd be a great test because I mean, if if the Scarlets can come through this um, and get three points, I mean, it'll be a huge boost to them, yeah. you know, a, a real confidence uh, boost, um, and uh, and a real achievement, I think. Talking of Tisdale, the extra boss, um, I saw something that he's one of the longest-serving managers in the football league, uh, second only to Arsene Wenger. And I think that you know it's, it, you talk about consistency in the rollover from last season. But do you think that's something that hopefully Mark Robbins will be hoping to emulate at, at City—a a long spell in charge and an opportunity to build something? 
Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's it. I mean, you know, they, they proved, you know, that, that they stuck with him and they got this stability um, and, uh, you know, and it, it's paying dividends. You know, they, they've thrown um, a lot of investment um, or a lot of effort into developing their academy and they're producing good young players, you know, and the way they've sort of kept going really is that, you know, they've produced good players and sold them on um, for a lot of money for a good profit and then sort of ploughed that reinvested that and uh, they've added sort of um, experienced players along the way as well because you know you can't really get anywhere just, just with kids um, and they just got that really the blend right I think you know and um, Paul Tisdale um, he goes for, for players with good characters you know he really does the homework I think on, um, on players before he buys them or brings them in um, and he likes um, you know strong characters in his dressing room. I think you know that's all part of it. You know that um, uh, that, that that dressing room having a strong dressing room um, and uh, you know strong work ethic and everybody working for each other. Um, and you know he, he seems to have done it done it really well. He's been there since two thousand and six, which is incredible, really. I mean, and you know perhaps other clubs should take a leaf out of their book, you know, and sort of um, use them as a good example. Of, you know what can happen if you do stick with the same manager. But um, you know, I mean, let, let's hope that Mark Robbins is here in uh, another eleven years time. But <laughs> somehow, um, given Com City's track record, I, I can't see that being the case. Uh, Andy, just to end, um, a score prediction for this weekend's clash. Oh, you've thrown that at me. Um, that's caught me on the hop. Do you know what? I think I'd, I'd take a draw right now, um, given what great form they're in. But you know, it's you know, of course, you'd love to see the Sky Blues win, and if they can continue to create the chances that they have been creating, um, then you'd like to think that, that goals will start flowing and that they can give them um, the Grishans a hard time. But you know. Exits have come here, you know, they're, they're really buoyant, uh, it's going to be a real tough ask, and uh, City are going to certainly have to be at their best to get anything from the game, so um, I'll go for a 2-2. For Andy, thanks very much, we look forward to the game on Saturday, um, and look forward to joining you next week, when we uh, hopefully review a, a City win. Cheers, Mantej. <laughs>